0: We began on page three at the bottom, <coughs> the Chuvah Venodi Huda. We're trying to analyze in this part of the Sugya the level of a Scheibis in Halacha of an employer to an employee, something that's unfortunately Nagea, Kami Nagea, and we're first dealing with the I can't call Hashkafa, but more Hashkafa than the direct nezek in terms of the need for kapara, the need for some sort of tshuva, for some indirect his in Groma or less. And then we're gonna deal with Mr. Sham the direct nezek, Is there any level of responsibility in terms of actual payments? And we got the report last night they're paying, what'd you say, four times the premium for life insurance? did you say last night four four times the premium for the life insurance traveling, so for traveling? For traveling, okay. Something so that's a that that's a start, but I guess they didn't take into account uh, the kapara and the Chuva. The payouts. The payouts, the payout, oh, right? They're, they're paying the premiums. No, 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 they'll pay the premiums. Right. Right. <laughs> right. They will match the insurance company. Right, they'll give you, they'll okay. Give you like, times the. Okay. uh And if these Chassidim uh, are kidnapped, they're going to pay the ransom, uh, only up to $10, ten million dollars. The, uh, they, uh, you I never heard, heard of that? I, Watch. Okay. I haven't oh. gone to those places. Uh, we hope not. Okay, well that's part of our discussion. So the Nezbidah, last night on page 3 at the bottom was the Shailah. An elderly gentleman came to a fellow who was sending orphan salesmen all over the place to sell wares, And at that particular point in time, it doesn't look like he needed somebody or didn't want to hire him because he was afraid for his safety. Uh, The wear and tear and his physical health travel was brutal and the general safety or lack thereof of the Drochem. So fellow asked him for some schayra to go sell for him and he said no and then he said please and then he said maybe yes and then his wife said don't send him he's too old and it's Rachmanis and don't do it and the guy needed the job so he gave him the schayra and he went unfortunately he was killed. We don't know if that had anything to do with his old age or if just the Derech was dangerous. So the Nebihidu was asked, similar to the Shuvu I'm say for what level of his chayvis, if any, does the boss have? The fact that he was involved in sending him, even though, in this case, as Shuvu was written uh, Yaakov with you in mind, he clearly didn't have something to give him, or if he had something to give somebody, it wasn't him. And he asked for the job, which the Nebihidu is going to pick up on. So take a look at page 4, and the last page of your copy. He named Makar Dinzah Hu B'R'Ben Yerucham, at Samed a so everybody starts off with I'm sorry for already, Ben brings the Raya from Davnar Malach that even though he didn't think that this would be a problem for Noivir Kainim, it got them in very serious trouble. They were accused of Marie de Mamalchis and they were executed. And Davana Malach was starving, he had little choice and he was still held responsible in his Madrega. Apparently there was some other possibility. Perhaps going to a different town after he had his first Gazayas that revived him. Alpha Piken Liba, the Semit Sedik, argued on the Rabbeni Ruchem, top line. Semit Sedik, his alov if he's getting paid. In our case he was. He's doing this for Panas. Alpha Piken, Lamala Lib, Shabal Samat Sedik, Lachlaqinum, Umasiklis Anas Memyam. And Samasetik, even though he didn't agree with the Tsushto. And the reason is because there's a mitzvah to Give panasa to somebody, he wanted the panasa, he asked. And why should this be similar to the Dabar Melchon? His Madrega should have had the foresight to maybe see this would get them in trouble. Lamisa, he still said, Rabbi Rucham said it, fast for 40 days. That was his pshara, That was the toned down version. As he held, according to Rabbi E. Rucham, there'd be a need for a, a bigger kapara. Vani Amer comes in biyudah after Rabbi E. Rucham said the seventh century. Vani Amer in our case. So Yaakov, he's making a chile. said seven 7th setting, maybe had a discussion, an argument, uh, sort of agreed somewhat with Yomani when the boss is getting something out of it, and he either put an ad, a wanted ad for workers, or it was clear he would always want somebody contributing, and he was happy to take him. Over here, it's clear from the story, he didn't want him, he wanted to say no, his wife, Egedemant, to say no, and he said yes out of Rachmanus. So, after all that, you going to the guy for a kapar? For this very reason that is dangerous. Now, we'll never know whether he would have been never killed as a 20 year old or because he was slower. But Levi'sa, uh, he didn't want to give him the job. Aniyah What? I assume he went to a big seichar uh, who had a lot of schaira and he knew, he knocked on the door because he knew, you know, you're wealthy, you have a network, and I know you. Like to send people, can I go? And his inclination, his wife's inclination was no. I don't want to send you, I care about you. So, it was so, just a dangerous route? Then- All yeah. the routes were dangerous. Well, some, some, some in, in Europe? Hundreds of years ago? Uh, yeah, there's some worse than us, and today there's some worse than us. But right. uh, apparently, travel then was. Again, I never had the pleasure of going in a horse and buggy. There are people who pay for the privilege when they go on vacation. I don't know why you want to be bumped around without shock absorbers and things like that and be thrown around the guy. But if that's your cup of tea, then wonderful. Just don't do it in Amish country. And uh, throw throwback to our uh, share a while back. And uh, for 20 minutes, people who have taken the ride said, you know, it looked like fun. I'm really Charlie Horse. That's 20 minutes. Imagine doing that for days and days and days. That's uh, talking about the time that I'd be it that this Maybe some like he's older. He's older and he's weaker. But that's the Well, that's the way the Shilu was presented. So again, He feels Memyan is too much. He doesn't think there's any need for kapara. Every time trade by Jews was was the thing to be in. They they weren't, as I mentioned last night, they weren't in the professions and they didn't own real estate. This is all they did. See, he said you're gonna now that everybody sends people out and, and people going all over the place to the arid and selling and reselling and buying low and selling high. So, yeah, you're taking a chayis every time you hire somebody, he's a thousand miles away. Well, what are you going to do about that? By definition, it's a dangerous job. Which is really what the Chassam Sefer said. Now, so he says, he doesn't think it's true, but he's going to bring a riot. The of Iraya brewer, the and therefore, you're somewhat responsible on your Madrago. The rest of this Chazal is, well, there's Daig and there's Yennison wasn't, uh, was collateral damage here also but he went to battle, the battle against the Pishitim, the last battle they fought. Janison and his two brothers die, and Scholl dies. And what clinched, Scholl had other mistakes on his record, but what clinched it is the annihilation of Naivir Kainim. And once he was sentenced, then his sons were sentenced also, even though they weren't directly involved in that, and we don't have any knowledge they could have done anything about it. All this, that's Gramma Shabba, Gramma and a few more. And not even Gramma in the classical sense. Gramma is when you do a Meissa, but it's indirect. Here, David didn't do any Meissa. He just triggered a long chain reaction. And so on the list here is Dayig, who is the one who spoke to the in the first place and the one who carried out the execution. We'll get back to that soon. And his Dayig is as follows. Lama Avner. Very fascinating, Kasha. And if you don't remember this from our Navishir seven years ago, I will remind you, Actually, I actually had this in the Sunday morning Sanhedrin share also. It's a whole sugi in the second parak. I had a different kasher, also involving Avner, and I'm um, puzzled why he didn't bring it up. I have an answer. But he's talking about Avner, when Avner came to make a peace treaty with David. After David became king of Yehuda. Shaul had died, and Avner propped up Ishbacius on the throne, and the rest of Israel was with Isbatius slash Avner. Avner was the real power behind the throne. He was the commander-in-chief. And if you remember from Navi, they had little skirmishes and things that didn't end too well, and they were basically fighting for two and a half years. And Plusik says that David was getting more popular and stronger, they were getting weaker. But what changed things dramatically is that Isbatius <coughs> Mentioned to Avner once delicately that you know there was um, a lady you weren't supposed to marry, and without getting into the whole details what that was all about, but especially is worried he was using the pelegish of the king as a stepping stone to the Malchus, and every weak king is afraid of his commander in chief, even some of the strong ones. And Avner he didn't really have that amount necessarily he had all the power he needed he was a tzaddik whether that was a mistake or not is a different story but he got very upset and he said I'm doing everything for you I'm propping up the kingdom what are you what are you picking on small details I'm not saying he was right on the issue but Lamaisi he was very upset and the next day he sends a letter to Davon HaMelech I'm coming to talk and we're going to talk about unifying Klai Yisrael. and we're going to have a real unity government like the whatever uh, <laughs> different schmooze. Uh, so I'm uh, coming over and we're going we're gonna to put things together. So he came the next day. Unfortunately, Yeyev was away on maneuvers and uh, that's going to cause a serious issue in a moment. And they sat down for peace talks and David was very happy because he knew that the maluch was given to him and he just wasn't sure how to go about it. David was like tiptoeing because he didn't want to you know, a civil war between Jews and so they didn't push the agenda even though Shmuel and Abi told me he's supposed to be king of a So he was certainly expecting it and Avne said, okay, I'm going to go back home. We're going to bring everybody over. It's going to be gavaldik." Then he leaves to start doing the work and Yehlov comes back to town and kola um, year to borrow an expression coming up and the buzz was that Avner was here and uh, it's great news and we're unifying the kingdom. It's going to be Givaldi. Uh, the only person who didn't think it was great news was Yayev. and I didn't think it was great news, he thought it was horrible news, and he thought Avner was here to spy, which as a commander-in-chief, the opponent to commander-in-chiefs, Avner and Yayev, and as commander-in-chief, the commander-in-chief then was the head of the secret service also, and the spy agencies, and he was, he was it, so he had to think ahead, and he said, I don't like the way this schmecks, and uh, we've been fighting for two and a half years, all of a sudden he shows up, he's probably trying to check out the neighborhood, and find our weak spots, which isn't so ridiculous on paper. And he said very clearly to David Melech, I don't trust him, and we shouldn't do this. And David and Melech said, I do trust him, and we're doing this. So, two very professional opinions. The only difference is, as you know from our Navishir over years past, Yeliev was a great person, did a lot for Klay Yisrael, and really made Malchus Beis Dovin <laughs> and protected it. He held his life's calling was, he's here to protect Malchus Beis Dovin. you know what? That was his life's calling. The only small little painful detail is that he held it was so important and central to his job in life that he's supposed to protect Machveh's David even against David himself. That's uh, a problem because there's got to be a king and the commander in chief is the. So that's ironic. He left the Shiboshans, they got into a fight, and now Yoev and David. And David said, No, he's here, peaceful purposes, coming back, it's going to be great, don't worry about it. And that was the end of the conversation. Well, it wasn't the end of the conversation for Yoev. And Yoyev uh, went and found Avner, started talking and learning in Yevonimus because they were great to meet Achamim and Avner, who was a seasoned commander, didn't think that was strange. Yeah. So, Yevonimus, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeshiva has to be holding in some and his mom. Was a cycle. So, Yevonimus, the sugi that happened to be up to was had as a Gidem, as a lady without arms do chalitza, which is hard when you have to take off the shoe and the shoe shoelace and the whole thing. And he said, no, she does it with the teeth. And he said, can you show me? I don't really know how to do it. And he didn't the godless of these people. He didn't, they are talking learning. He didn't, he was the first and last person ever to turn his back on Yoyev. Nobody ever knew. Yoyev, Yoyev asked him to bend down. You better watch yourself. And uh, not that Yoyev wasn't a good person, but he was a very capable uh, and Avner did just that and he, and he gave him a graphic description and then he stabbed him in the back a little figuratively and Avne was so strong, Nehemiah says, he was still strong enough as he was dying to kill Yoyev. He grabbed Yoyev and then people started coming around and said, please let him go. We, we have only two commander-in-chiefs. We can't lose both of you. And his last gift to Klayosol is he let him go, which is real uh, godless. He was his own goal, Adam. He had a right to come. He let him go. So Avne was killed. The... Nadid over here wants to know why David, if that Tainas is on David himself and Na'ivei Kayanim and Shalom and and David, why isn't Avner in the list? Not because of this story with Na'ivei Kayanim, but the he called him for meetings and then his own commander-in-chief killed him. He wasn't in on it. He told him no. So why is they It's an amazing kasha. Now what I'm wondering is, just to make it a little more complex, and we'll clear it up in a minute. What I Thought what he would ask is, the Gemara asked the Shailah why Avner was killed. He's coming to the Dvar Mitzvah, he was a tzaddik, to the Kais, well, why was he killed? Now, we can't ask that Shailah why somebody, Russia Well, Russia, Russia, we can't ask the Kasha unless you have an answer. The Gemara had an answer. The Gemara said, no, why was he killed? And I'll show you the Gemara and I'll show you why I think that you didn't ask the Kasha that I was thinking of. Take a look at your single page. It's on Chafam and Aleph in Herakon, Goldblum, Sanhedrin. <coughs> Three lines from after the lines get wide. Amrav Marav. It's an amazing shayla. You can never ask the shayla unless you have an answer. You have no right to ask. Amrav Yudav Shavner. Why was Avner killed? How was involved in a mitzvah and he was trying to do a good thing. First answer. So ironically, the first answer is tied in with what the Nidriyot is going to be discussing of what happened by Neivir Kainim. Neivir Kainim were called in after they told on them. Shaul called him in. Why'd you help my enemy? They didn't know what in the world he was talking about. Help your enemy? What? mean, that was his son-in-law. He said, no, no, no. He's a traitor, and he was running away. He told them a story. He's here with the whole spy unit, uh, dangerous mission. They had no clue, but Shaul didn't believe them. And then Doug said, yeah, and they gave him loaves of bread, and they gave him a sword. He's on the side. So the kids said, they didn't know what hit them, and Shaul said, you're guilty. And Shaul was there with his cabinet. His cabinet was the commander-in-chief, Avner. And Daig was there also. So the first answer the Gemara says, He should have been Mecha. He was there. He should have said, Your Highness, we don't have enough evidence. Maybe they're innocent. Let's, look, let's check it out. Avner himself probably didn't know. Remember, Avner, when Shaul was chasing David for a long time, one time they almost made peace when he took the picture, and Avner is the one who talked Shaul out of it. Because he was there to protect Shaul. He was wrong for that. And over here, he should have been Mechat. Was he wrong for that? Was he wrong for that? He's doing his job, but uh, yes, Chazal said he was wrong for that, even though he meant well. So the first heresy is Chayamisa because he was partially responsible for the annihilation of Neivyakainen because he could have stopped Shaul from doing it with his position of commander in chief. By Amar Micha V'la Nene. said, says, no, 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 he was there and he was Micha, He didn't have a good feeling about him. And he said, your highness, I don't think it's correct. And his said, once, twice, it's how didn't listen. And Shol made up his mind. Interestingly enough, everybody holds, he asked Avner to execute them. As the commander, chief Avner said, no. That's a shtick of And Daig did it. But the first Mandarmer says he could have been more. One thing I'm not doing. Look, Scholl said, okay, your conscience is bothering you, but we're still going to do it. And Zemachalik is whether he could have done more. So one Mandamra says he could have done more. Yisrael says he tried. It didn't work. Skip down to the next bracket. Lamanda Dahmer my time anish. So, koin'tah to Dahmer that he was, Ma'ichal. So, it's not responsible for no So, why was he killed when he came to make peace with David and Melech? Fascinating answer, Amar of Nachman by Shah Malchus based because he propped up Ishbaishus, and he did that for two and a half years. David Amel didn't get the Malchus earlier when he should have. He says to come Eluk right away as soon as Sheshal not here, and that's why he was punished. Even though now he's doing tshuva, for two and a half years, and the reason that brought him here was not because he felt oh I'm wrong the David should have been whole and Sholem and 12 Shvotem it's because he had a fight with his precious so he held it up Tesis asked yes, the famous Kasha Shia Malchus the second Tesis Hafagad this is one of the most important you say this in knowing what you don't know and not acting on what you don't know Darshinan Mimcha really Mimcha Latzecha Anavua to Yaakovina, which Shavid wasn't born yet, Benyamin. And he had a promise that kings will come out of you. Come out of Benyamin. Kings is minimum of two. Zeshovish Bashis. Nu so just trying to be Makayim the How can you fault him for that? There was only one. There's gonna be two. More than happy to go over to David afterwards, but we're supposed to have two. Sort of like Kasha al Lamalak. You have a good Kasha, we have a Drasha. I knew about the Drasha and they thought it meant plural, which it did by the way. Um it meant Sholonish but that's not your problem. If there's a live Navi, no longer alive, but there was a Navi recently, like and Navi, who anointed David and said he would be king, it's not your business to worry about what's Trat in the Pussy. What's very ironic is after all said and done, what is Trat in the Pussy? What's the pshaw? Who were the Shaul and So was he right or was he wrong? Answer is he was still wrong. It would have been Shaul. What would have been the other one? Hashemul. Play it out. Was there a navi then? No, but the navi had just been nifter like a year ago, not even a year ago, a day ago. When Shaul was killed in battle, he took Ish-Baysh's men and king. So they knew Chayson knew where the Shemul had anointed him. That's scary. Here you have a Joshua. But if you have a kasha from a and you have the godadar saying that's not pshat, what the pshat is, Hashem will let us know. Or won't let us know, but it's not our problem. It just, the irony is, lemaisa the Nevu at the end, was referring to Shol and Ish-boshes. L'maysa, what was bothering me is that according to one Mandarman in this Gemara, Davon was not only responsible for Shol, Shosh Banav, and for Daig, he was also responsible for Avner because Avner wasn't mecha, wasn't mecha enough, and he got killed and he got... Maisa Shaul did the wrong thing. Avner did the wrong thing less than... Less wrong than Shol. And David was blamed tangentially for everything. So why isn't Avner in the list? Interestingly enough, that's not the Nebuchadnezzar Kasha. Probably because it's Machlechah. So instead of asking Akasha based on Tumat Damrim, he goes to another Kasha. Is that when Maisa Avner came to town, whatever the reason was, he got killed. He got killed. So you say, well, we have two reasons. It was his fault he should have made David king two and a half years ago. He should have been made. Well, Lama said, David is the one that was involved in getting him killed. So why don't we have the same problem? That's the Nebuchadnezzar that Kachis. He didn't ask, he's sort of basing in this Gemara, but he didn't ask the kasha straight out about kainim. Is That's the Machlikist. That, I think, is the backdrop. Let's go back to the Kachinim and let's see his Raya. Our uh, first one line is vaday Elessam. A-fapiken avirai burul adav v'shre ikri yasad v'shara b'nei rucham amar. Where's Avner? he was killed by He sent a letter first. Should I come? I'd like to discuss peace, unification of the kingdom. David said, great idea. Come tomorrow morning at 3. So David invited him. And then he got killed. So why wasn't David responsible on his madriga? Why isn't this on the list? He said, come, come tomorrow at 3. Just please bring my wife. Michal had been separated, Give it to palti. He said, the only tonight is I want my wife back. Fine. Deserved it. Michal came back. Devaldik. He might say he's not on the list. So why is not on the list? He didn't call this meeting. Avner sent him a letter. I'm going to gather them, I'm going to bring them, i to unify the kingdom. David hiskim. so Yaakov, you could put in your question over here, certainly good for David, right? But that needs to work on the fact that this whole thing is so Derek Agav the level of culpability starts when you actively brought somebody, not when somebody asked to come see you, <coughs> even if it's good for you. David, hiskin, ve'heshiv, to'y, ve'hesh ha'kavanas <laughs> av'nei gamatei v'zatzmai. Gam, notice the word. Li'nakem, he's Avner <laughs> Av'nei, he wanted to see Kalei's unified, and he's very happy to see the Shalom, and to fulfill Malachas Be'ez David after we fulfilled the Nebuah, uh, <laughs> we had already, he's <laughs> But he also had a private agenda, because he was angry at They the him al Dvar Pelegish and Achrayes Harigosa, al and therefore David should not have the Achrayes, and that's why he's not in the list. Fascinating, fascinating point. Because this is not as clear here. They're trying to talk this elderly gentleman out of it. David, as soon as he got the letter, said, "Great, let's make the meeting tomorrow." So it was good for both of them. And the lady says, "Off a if you didn't initiate, it's not your problem." Even though had he gotten there one piece he would have sold some goods and it would have been good for the Mashlayek mm-hmm. <laughs> also. however you mentioned somebody already paskin. So went from beni Ruchum to forty days of Sanat Tzedek and now Bahab of the Nebuchadnezzar That's three times. Which means now that Yidah a day there's a limit to how much you can be machay of somebody who happens to be someone involved in the story. If you want to give some money to the family, that would be a very nice thing. But there's not machay of it. So that's quite a dichotomy. Ben- Ben-Ruchim seems to hold based on the Gemara. Almost full of chryis, to the extent. It's not the Rechnezik. is somewhere in the middle where Yidah says bahab. And that's in deference to the Pesach that was given already. Case where the woman poured the, the that was better because she was actively. It was worse that she did a of <laughs> a but it was better if she was actively trying to save a life. And the same Service said at the end yeah, she should get some kapar but go easy on her because she's so tumult already and she's weak and she's upset. Would you see something like around like of the sort of the person dying initiated the uh, the, the confrontation? The, uh, the, uh, the guy who's responsible in that story was the guy who said boo and had the lady faint in the first place. The killed her. I mean, he didn't, she fainted, but got her into that sakana. So uh, the, the sam service says that no, you should do some chuva. So he's like, what's <clears> the <throat> samesthetic? He's so uh, yehuda would. It's hard to know what he would say because I said there was a direct. The problem over there was a direct Meis of with Here, I sent him. He has to go. I sent him, and uh, the roads are dangerous. So what can you do? That's the no yehuda what well, we're going to I'll just introduce uh, start tomorrow night is the next tshuva in the so I'm sorry for actually before that we're going to start the chuvas so of rashba the one Rishon who has a tshuva on this is the rashba and the rashba talks about a case of a shleach who sent who's getting paid and he says pretty clearly that there's no level of chiv in terms of momenus he also will quote he took the job he knows the danger unless he didn't know where he was ending him and he didn't realize it. And the Rashba, interestingly enough, doesn't mention at all the issue of Kapar, need for Kapar, Tanesin, mistimus Lashonai. It sounds like he holds that there's nothing to discuss similar to the Nehudah. So that's going to be the Rashba, Mitzvah Shem will see tomorrow night, and then go to the Chassam Sefer and talk about possible in the Dehimmonas in terms of ransom, in terms of Nezek, in terms of money stolen and the like, and Mitzvah Shem will get to that tomorrow night.